gonna burn my troubles away. I'm going Hello. Hello there. Hello there. How are we all? Mm. <laughs> you know, they're just the number Hello. of the episode. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 16. We do. We're doing well. Yeah. We are. We're, we're moving up there. I, my aim is to get to... Oh, 20. Yeah, 20. We're, we're rounding it. After that is done. Aye. I think we can get to 50 this year. I think if... Well, maybe not 50, just under 50, maybe. Uh, uh, give or take. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. We're doing well. We're doing well. We are, and there, we have... Well, I don't think it's mostly going to be a couple of games talks, like a little bit of Elden Ring, a little bit of Tunic, and I finish that. But a fairly sizable story came out that was quite interesting. It'll probably be the main discussion, but... Yeah, we'll just have a casual chat at the start. I mentioned yeah. something I told you earlier about why I wanted to... Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about, one of those things I want to talk about is... My gift. Oh yeah, you got your gift. My gift. You know, you never actually told me what that was. I know, I wanted to save it for <laughs> for this. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, so yeah, I, I got my... You know, it was delivered a day late because of FedEx reasons, I'm not sure. But anyway, I was, I was, it was a fairly nice day of sitting... In my room, then I heard this big FedEx van pull up, and I thought, here it is, here we go. I saw the FedEx guy walk up the, the quite a long path at the front of the house. He was walking up, I had this big sort of box, but was like covered within it by a a bubble wrap type thing. And I thought, that's fairly sizable, it was quite big, so it's definitely not something small, like a t-shirt jumper. They wouldn't put in a, <laughs> uh, <laughs> something that size. But I ran down the stairs immediately, full of excitement. I thought, here we go, this is it. Opened the door. Did you at least get changed? Uh, yeah, it was It was, it was like three, two and a half round, I think it was. Oh, so I, was right. I was more than ready at that point. So so I'm the only loser that stays in their bed till two in the afternoon. <laughs> no, I've de- I definitely <laughs> uh, definitely do that um, sometimes. But um, All the time. I wish. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Especially this last week. I'm very tired. But yeah, he came to the door, he dropped off, signed the thing, or took a picture rather, uh, tried to rip the package open, but it was very well packaged. It was like weirdly, I, was like, I couldn't, I just couldn't figure out where to open it, the bubble wrap stuff. So where did I open this? It was like really tough and like almost leathery in a weird way. It was, it was the toughest bubble wrap envelope type thing package I've ever felt. But I got the box and it was a nice Riverside themed box. It's sort of got that All velvety right. box feel to it. Mm-hmm. That velvety feel to it. It's got a nice shiny black said Riverside. It has a little uh, tagline in the back. Uh, pulled out. It's quite a heavy, chunky metallic thing. I thought, oh, here we go. Pulled out and had that nice velvety plastic as well. I thought, this is really well packaged. Pulled out the plastic. It's a selfie stick. Watch. Yeah. That was a selfie stick. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No, I was not predicting what that I was know. going to be. <laughs> I, I thought you were building it up. It was going to be either like a plaque or something, or it's going to be like a microphone or like a wee desk stand or something. Well, that's what I thought it was as I was pulling out because it was quite, it looked like one. If it, was, it had a heft to it, it was metallic I thought, shit, what is this? Pulled it out. It took me a while to compute. I was like, what actually is this? And I realized, oh, wait a minute, it's like, I thought, it, I did realize it was a selfie stick at first, I thought it was like a, it looked like a tripod for a camera, 
you can put your phone oh. onto. Um, you can connect it via Bluetooth, just push a little button to activate the video and stuff like that. It wasn't until I realised I pulled it out, tried to pull my phone off it, I accidentally pulled the top of it and then it extended out. So it's like a weird selfie stick slash tripod type thing that connects mm. with Bluetooth. See, that'll be for your out and about where you can do your podcast live from Glasgow City Centre. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, cause it is, I thought, I don't know if I ever got to use this, but I thought, actually, I probably would because you can connect your iPhone to your Mac and use the iPhone. You can do it on Windows laptops, Windows as well, and use your iPhone as like a webcam. So never need to do anything because the webcam built into the Mac is really bad. Mm-hmm. So never having to do anything video wise, I could probably use that. Or, I don't know, I don't ever see myself using it outside for recording stuff, but it's handy to have, I suppose. It was free, so, yeah, I, I, so I didn't mind. Uh, at least it wasn't a t-shirt, because that's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> what if I'm getting hyped <laughs> up here for a piece of fabric? Yep. All that excitement, all that build-up. T-shirt, and the wrong size. Oh, yeah, because, they, yeah, they're... They would have to guess my size. They wouldn't just, yeah. Mm, they they, they, <laughs> they, just, they have to kind of like, right, he sounds like a medium to me. Oh, yeah, they're just purely basing it off how I sound, you know? Yeah. Oh, he's, he yeah, sounds chunky. Sounds sounds chunky. Sounds like that. that's a that's a 2XL voice right there. Mm. Exactly. Get that boy in a 2XL t-shirt right now. <laughs> the white one, the white one. The blue ones will show their sweat patch. <laughs> yeah, it would. I, I get easily <laughs> sweaty, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, thought it was nice, a nice free gift. Can't complain. So thank you very much. Oh, well, free it gift. Wasn't, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, just, it wasn't what I expected at all. I'd never at any point did I think you know this will be this will be a selfie stick. Uh, I, I was I actually forgot that selfie sticks were even a thing until you mentioned it there. It took me a wee <laughs> second to kind of like, a what? I know, I haven't thought about it in a long, long time. Uh, I think the last time I saw one was like when I was abroad last, which was going on a couple of years now. Many moons ago. Many moons, yeah. Yeah, I got my... So you see the typical tourist with like their selfie stick going, ah, you know... You know, photograph in front of like the most boring building you can find. Yeah, fun for the whole family. Hooray! Yep, so, hooray! Like, you do know that's a Weatherspoon's pub, right? <laughs> well, one of them, George Square, it does look fairly fancy, I suppose. The why exactly? <laughs> <laughs> exactly that one because it's a nice building from the outside. You really, like, it's, it's, it, that's a Weatherspoon's pub. That, to be fair, there's I watch a lot of one of my favorite YouTubers is Geo Wizard. Uh, Tom Davies, his name is, and he does these amazing. He does my favorite video series that he does with these adventure series, but he also does also he plays Geo Guesser, and there's this map that he plays called Identify All the Weatherspoons in in Britain. Uh, so it's just a map of Weatherspoons, and you have to guess where they are, or find out where they are, in the UK oh. just using Google Maps uh, and Google Street View. There's some really nice. God, that'd be tough, some, actually. Some there's some really nice weather spoons out there. They've really oh, there is. They're really really nice. There's one down in England that used to be like an old cinema and stuff like that. They converted. Um, it's the one in uh, Oban that I quite like. It's down at the seafront. Oh, um, right. It's really really nice. Um, so you've got a nice view of like the ferries coming in and out of the out of the pier. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, so it's very nice actually. That's one of my favourite weather spoons. 
Yeah, there's um, some really nice buildings. Uh, that yeah. they sort of preserved. They were originally getting dug down, and they bought them over and stuff. It's really cool. And it's all been done up to make it into a nice wee pub. Yeah, exactly. They're killing all the independent pubs. Exactly, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> so independent pubs are now going, but at least you've always got a spoons pretty much on like the nearest corner to you. They're the McDonald's of pubs. Yeah. Consistent. Usually usually quite close to one another as well. Yeah. Two in the same street or whatever. No. Um, where, why, how did we Roll out of Wetherspoons straight into McDonald's. <laughs> then back into the other Wetherspoons. Yep. Then back into Wetherspoons after you've had your Big Mac. Cheeky wee double cheeseburger on the side. How did we get onto Wetherspoons? You what? were talking about your YouTube guy. Oh, well, why, did I, why, why did I talk about him? Because you were talking about, we were talking about selfie sticks. Oh, right. Okay, okay. And then you were saying something one of your favourite YouTubers. What other? You wizard. That's right. Okay. wizard. Anyway, enough uh, Weatherspoon's chat. Bill. Mm-hmm. You've been playing more Elden Ring. I have. I've had time to Elden Reflect on Elden, Elden Ring. Reflect. Yes. Reflect on your ring. Yeah, exactly. My my shiny infused ring. Yeah, uh, but we'll talk about that after. What have you been up to? So what, um, have you, what have you been doing? So I've not played as much as I would have liked. Um, yeah, but but I have done. Uh, I, I finally met the Rock Queen. Um, so I did that whole area. Um, so oh, it's a cool start- looking area, isn't it? I liked it because I didn't realise it was like two sort of areas. So you've got like the top tier. So it's the what's the Halga tree? It's called. So yeah. you go in, and then how do, how do you get there to get? It's through a it's it was this, through a hidden yeah. It was, it was the through one of the medallion. It was the, yeah. the big strand grand of hold or rand, I can't remember what the name of the left so is. So you've got the secret medallion and then you explore that area and then it's in one of the caves or something there's a chest and you open the chest and then that takes you to the top of the halga tree and you have to use uh, you have to like navigate the branches to get yeah. down into like part one of the dungeon um, which takes you down to see that that bit was fine there was I, I don't think there was anything overly exciting there um, that got that takes you to the Great, great, the Halgatree Knight Loretta or something like that. Yeah, Knight of Loretta or something, or whatever. Name is, yeah. some, something like that. Um, and then after that, takes you on to part two um, of that dungeon. And that part two was great. That I spent ages, like, you know, exploring that area. Um, and then, then it happened. Um, you meet the, the, fight. the Rock Queen. The fight, the boss fight, the one that everyone's been talking about. Um, yeah, I can see why people are a bit like about that boss fight because it is difficult. Um, I went in first of all because bleed's kind of the current meta for Elden Ring. That mm-hmm. you know, bleed weapons are really, really powerful. Um, so went in, tried it, and I was fine. I actually thought she was quite easy to dodge. I didn't actually think there was anything overly challenging until she did it, and it was the move where she jumps in the air and then she slashes away at oh, you. God, I hate that move. It was that. It, it's so I bad. I don't care. You can, like, there's no way that you can dodge it with like inch perfect timing. It's just like if she does that move, you're dead. Yep. Um, and the problem is, is that I don't play with a shield so it was like 
Yeah, the first uh, like, phase yeah, of that attack, you, you need a shield. <laughs> for, yeah, the first, for the first phase of that fight, you need a shield. Um, it is not possible without one. And I think I got, like, see, on my, like, my second attempt, I got her down to three quarters health, health HP, and I was like, right, what's going on? This is, this is, am I, am I too over leveled? This is too easy. Uh, and then she did that move, and then it was just a series of dead. Is that, dead that is the dead, only attack dead. in that first phase that gets you. Like, everything, the rest of it is fine. It's everything like, else is pretty easy. It's fairly easy to get her down. It's when she does that attack against either you or mostly the Mimic tier, because when she does it against the Mimic tier, her health just shoots back up. Oh, how much damage she's um, doing. But, yeah, so eventually got past the first phase and I was like, right, okay. And because of what you were saying, I was like, okay, I know this isn't the end. And I got, like, I really like that cutscene in between the two phases where, um, like, you know, you're just seeing her lying on the ground and then you're, like, you start walking away and then she goes, wait. And you're like, oh! And that's when you know I'm going to die a lot. Um, and I did. Uh, but it did stop me. Like, I really liked how that fight was. Though, albeit unfair, I think I think that's probably, out of all the Souls games, probably the cruelest fight that they've got. In, in terms of, like, sort of, like, mechanics, it's very unfair. It really um, is. Just because it's like she has the ability to one shot, um, even in like the second phase that she's obviously she does that move where she's like hovering, 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 and that you're watching just kind of like running, waiting to time your jump, like right, because mm-hmm. she's coming for you. I don't know if she ever went for your mimic tier at that stage. Oh, never. She, she never always for me. me. Always yeah. me. So like you're watching, 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 and then as soon as she makes her jump, you're like right and dive. And then sometimes you must time it, and then if she hits you that one time, you're dead. If not from the initial hit, it'll be from the scarlet rot that she inflicts on you. Um, so I was like, right, okay. Um, and that second phase again, there was I didn't feel like there was anything overly challenging. It was just because she had that ability to yeah, one shot. Yeah, it, it was just one that one shot attack. That yeah, that was it. That was the only issue. Um. To the point where it was like, right, I give up. I can't do this as a melee. It's physically impossible because even if she, like, all it takes is for her just to at once decide, I've had enough of you. And then she just takes you down. Just takes one hit. Um, So I was like, right, you know what? I've got a wee bit of a cheese build and this is my build B. Um, Oh, this build B? You mentioned this in the past. You've never discussed it. Yeah, this is build B. So build Billy. Yep. So I mainly run around with two scythes. One has got like bleed damage and one's got holy damage. And it works really, really well for like eighty percent of that game. But there's times where that is just not feasible. It does not work. Before um, before you get into this build actually, how many attempts did it take you before you just sort of said I have to completely change my strategy? Uh I I died about six or seven times until i was like it's not possible no right. no it was more than that i was like phase one um but i, I, I was over 10 anyway between phase one and phase two attempts it was over 10 and i was right. like this isn't possible this is just not gonna work because it was a case it was like phase one phase one phase one all right i got into phase two phase one phase one phase one phase two again but die 
Yeah, that Egypt, happened right? a lot. See, I actually like... I actually celebrated when I got to phase one because I thought that was the fight because I never knew anything about her. I didn't even know Aye. she was the hardest boss. I just discovered that area. And I found that medallion in that castle Saul. I thought, well, there's only one place you could use this, so I'll take the left, and it took me to that place, played through it. Uh, got to that boss, and I was like, finally defeated. I was like, yes. But then a cutscene started playing. As soon as a cutscene starts playing, that's when you know, oh god. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole like, other face this there. Is, like, it's getting real now. Um, but I, that's when I was like, I actually can't do this. Like, I, like I'm going to be here for the foreseeable future. Like, I will not beat this boss in, in my current state. Um, I need to change, like, change things around. So I was like, how do I do this? So I, like, I knew I had my backup build, build B, and I was like, that will make things a bit easier because the way that sword, I can't remember the name of the sword, but that's the, that's the one that you get for completing all the, the trials from the Volcano Manor. That's the sword. Um, and you can exchange, you know how you can, you've got the, it's not, it's not called Reap, what's, what's it called again? It's when you can exchange one of the great runes that you pick up and you, it's oh, to at the, the old lady. Yeah, as remembrances. As remembrances, remembrance. yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, so you give over the rune and in turn you can get a piece of armor or a weapon. And if you hand over Radan's rune, you right. get that weapon. And I was like, oh, cool. So I did that ages ago. I've leveled that sword up to max, but I'll only ever bring it out either from if I want to explore an area quickly or if I'm having a massive problem with a boss and it might come in quite handy for that. Um, so then I was like, right, I'm going to try that. I'll try this build and see how I get on. So I went in. Works. It worked to a degree. It worked quite well with me, but it doesn't work well with the Mimic tier because the Mimic tier uses... like See, as like with that sword doesn't have high damage if you're using slash attacks. It's only it that do- big fire spell thing? It has to be that big fire spell. That's right. where its damage comes from. And the Mimic Tier just decides all the time, I'm going to use the slash attacks. And it, though the Mimic Tier doesn't actually do all that much damage anyway, it just did nothing when it was slashing away with the um, slashing away with that sword. And I was like, right. What's going to happen is the Mimic Tier is either going to die because I can't take this down quick enough or I'm going to run out of the mana potions and guess what happens? <laughs> Pretty much both in the <laughs> same fight. Um, and I was like, right, okay, so what I can do is like, let's try this then. And you, I sent you the video of me fighting it and I put that I went in with my melee weapons. Um, I went in with my melee weapons. Oh yeah, you used the trick then, I told you about. Yep. And then quickly change to so just so like summon my mimic tier first, just to make sure my mimic tier spawns with my two scythes, and then I would change to that sword to shoot fire at her, and it worked an absolute dream. Um, so you had the bleeding damage that was inflicted by the mimic tier, which you were susceptible to, combined with the stun attack from that sword, which kept knocking her over. So even during like attacks where she was in the air she would just occasionally get stunned um and i was like that's a that's a winning strategy like it really is because i've saw that i've seen the strategy i've because the one prior to you the this one was the frost stomp thing where people yeah, just spam was, that spam that but this was the next this was the other one i saw after i fought her it was but the sort of night and flame, um, night of flame yeah, or that one but what, what, i can't remember what the actual sort name of the sword was but i saw that as well 
because I watched a couple of YouTube videos like after the fight, and I was like, how did other people do this? And a lot of people were saying that's the sword to use and just spam like the black flame. Yeah, because I'm um, amazed because what I what I didn't see though was people using your build for the the dual wielding the scythes, like having one with holy damage and one with bleeds. And I think that's a really good uh, strategy. There, I think that helps even more having that on there rather than yeah, just that big sword flame or sword that, sword flame sword. Because me and the mimic tier having that sword didn't work at yeah. all. Um, it just was like me myself. Like though that you could see how much damage that flame did when it hit, yeah. But me myself doing that, I couldn't keep that up while having the mimic tier trying to tank because the mimic tier wouldn't survive the whole fight doing it that way. Um, I I, I physically couldn't kill it quick enough. It was either going to kill me or the mimic tier first. Um, so I was like, right, I I need to try and change this up to make sure like the mimic tier is actually doing something. That's when I came up with the idea. Of like, well, as soon as you enter the fight, it, there's you've got maybe about twenty seconds before she pounces. So if you yeah, jump it's a long, in, a long time before she does it. It's anything. a long time. So I was like, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in with my two scythes, spawn my mimic tier with the scythes, and then let the mimic scythe go in first to attract the aggro while I buff myself up with fire. Um, so I had like my my flask had like you know increased magic potency, um, increased damage for successive attacks, and then I had my um, off uh, the the off flame, you know, make make me stronger spell. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, off flame grant me strength. Is that That's what it. it's called? Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, Something cool. that on. By which point the mimic tier is already there attacking the boss and I'm just like well I'll just hit it uh, with the, uh, with my flame. I never attract aggro um, and then the mimic tier is taking, doing holy and bleed damage while I'm doing fire damage and it just, the thing melted I did that fight in about the whole my whole video was what, two and a half minutes? Yeah. Like it, it went down very quickly and that included two and a half minutes of me celebrating and then doing a pose at the end like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah it was like that for me was like that is how you do that fight. That is there is no other way. Um like Elden Ring Guru, this is your cheese. Um Well, I managed to do it with melee only. Well So I'm impressed Hold well on. <laughs> like, I, I, I did watch videos of people like going in with like um like two katanas and they had that um is it Sepiku? Yeah. Um where like it gives bleeding damage. But like the more you hit, the more damage it does, and it's like it's that 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 was that worked really really well by the looks of it. But that like you have to have mad dodging skills, and I just don't have that. Like I I never would have been able to do that fight that way. I I would have died a lot, or I would have had to have a massive stroke of luck. Honestly, it was luck for me. I think because because like I was beating my head against it. I didn't. I, I considered like because I don't have a, a B build or anything like that. I just stuck with. What I have because I really like my quick, slashy Uchikatana or Moonveil Katana thing. See, I knew that I would on- I'd only get so far with Twin Scythes. I knew that that that, that wasn't going to cut you know cut it at some points in that game. I was like, this will never do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's powerful, but it was. It's not even so much down to the build. It's down to me. Like I I don't have that great of a dodging ability. Like I can do it, but in comparison to some people, who are like you know. 
jump, 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 jump. It's like, you know, I, I just don't have that in me to do it. Um, I don't either. So that's why like, I think it was luck because there was a few times where I managed to dodge that insane attack, but it was never, I never got to a point where I was doing it consistently every yeah, single time like in that first phase. It was just it. impossible. I just couldn't do it. But I somehow still managed to get through with one hand the katana and I think in the second phase when she's down for like 20 seconds I used a spell on her but that didn't really do that much damage because I wasn't 100% fully focused on magic stuff. See what was quite good about that like as a melee build for that is that see if you go in but again it's, it's quite difficult you can do a ton of damage to her when she's doing her scarlet rot thing um, a ton of damage but it's you have to be kind of you have to time it because obviously, like she's inflicting scarlet rot on you while taking damage off you. Yeah, but in the site, this is a perfect opportunity to do a mammoth amount of damage because she's just slow. But it's not possible in terms of right. I, you know, you're taking a ton of damage from scarlet rot, plus getting inflicted with scarlet rot. <laughs> it's like right, this is a bit of a, a catch twenty two. You can go and deal tons of damage, but you're going to be pretty much done in yourself. Um, so I think like see for your strength builds that'll be quite handy you just need to kind of work out a way to get past being inflicted with scarlet rot I think you can increase your immunity or something briefly and it mm-hmm. goes up a bit slower but all, all in all I think that'd be very difficult to pull off yeah it was tough and I, I've had the same issue with because I, I could have gone down another route with a, a different build or finding a different weapon, but to be honest I just couldn't be bothered with the thought of like Finding the weapon and upgrading with somber stones or whatever. So I just don't want to yeah. do this. I, See, I, don't I had to... that already on standby. That's why I was like, I'm just going to go for it and try it. Yeah, so and I could have went down that route. Really well. But then I respect to focus uh, my damage a bit more. And uh, that helped. I got my mimic tier up to 10. My sword was already at 10, I think. The day I got, yeah, I got it actually, I got it to 10 when I found that when I got to the boss fight and realized I need to upgrade this. <laughs> so <laughs> when I got to the boss fight, I'll go back, upgrade it then, and the mimic tier respec a bit to because i hadn't really properly respect before i respect to equip a piece of a, a certain piece of equipment but i kept stats the same and everything else so i thought i need to actually go back and really refine this and actually get it to a really good solid uh spec um because i was still building off my initial spec when i first started playing so i thought yeah. i need to actually refine this and take some things down that i really don't actually need because i have certain talismans or whatever yeah and i just i just beat my head against her until I got lucky and it was when I got lucky was when in that first phase she didn't do that attack somehow I managed to get through the whole phase of her doing that then the second phase when she was still when she was on the ground doing her rot thing uh, we managed to stagger her and stab her in the back and wail on her and this is a, this is the thing I wanted to bring up actually because you mentioned the when you use the big sword on your mimic tier the mimic tier wouldn't use the special ability sort of like the L2 ability Mm-hmm. Um, for I me, I did use it, but it was like it's very sparingly. Yeah, this is a situation that happened with me because my Moonveil Katana has the Unsheath ability, which I isn't great for damage because it takes the the rate of like oh, because it's quite slow, isn't it? How long it takes to do it? It's a quick attack to like a, a quick initial attack, but actually, for, in terms of damage, output, it takes a long time to do the wind up and hit her each time. But it is great for staggering, so I would do it to stagger her, but my Megatier would never really do it. Said so this time. My Megatier just went absolutely insane and just started constantly doing the unsheath <laughs> and managed to stagger her. I thought, where have you been, Megatier? 
You could have wanted to do this all along. Because I hardly ever used the unsheathability or the R2 or R1 unsheathed version. Mm-hmm. So finally, if the, the Mimic Tear came through and managed to stagger her, then we just both wailed on her with her, her, her moon veils and finally got her. Um, but it was because that first phase, she'd hardly done any damage to the Mimic Tear. She didn't do the big crazy attack. And in the second phase, it's because we managed to um, stagger her, stab her in the back, knock her down even more and just keep wailing. And we just got really lucky. That that was the only reason I got past it. Like, if that didn't happen, I'd probably still be fighting her right now, maybe. Or actually, I probably wouldn't have. I probably would have gone down the route of finding another weapon. But it was hard work doing it with the sort of the melee only. It was mm-hmm. tough. But I got there in the end. I'm a great Souls player. That's what I am. A lucky one. <laughs> yeah, very lucky. <laughs> no skill, <laughs> just luck. Luck only. I'll happily admit that. But I'm glad it happened. It's a cool. It's a it's a cool fight though. I really liked it. I'm glad. I'm glad you found it as unfair as I did. Also, you you had a a backup build which I just didn't have. But maybe I'll. Well, if I finish the game, there's no point in thinking about it. Huh? Maybe for the other Souls game. It's always worth having like a, a backup. Just like, it's just keep it like scaling with what you currently have. Just maybe a different, like you know, a different way of playing. Yeah, it was so, good. Uh, though. I, I thought the fight was great, but in terms of like actual boss fights, I think it's the most unfair one in a Souls game. <laughs> that's good to know. If that's the most unfair, then I, I probably won't get as angry at the other ones. Then you, you'll get frustrated, but I don't think you'll get as cheesed off. Like, the only other one that I sort of like felt like this is really great, you know, getting to me was the Nameless King in Dark Souls Three. Um. I really struggled with that boss fight, um, but I, I think Mil- uh, Milena was a wee bit harder. Um, I had someone in today trade in the game because of that boss fight, Milena. <laughs> really? Wow. He was like, yeah, he, like, this guy is like a mage build level three hundred, and he couldn't beat it. And he was like, "I'm just, I'm just training, it and I can't do it anymore." And I was just like, "All right." Oh, I was no. like, Did you finish the game at least? Was that I finished the game? Just couldn't do that boss fight. Oh well, that's fair. I was like, well, at least you finished it. Which um, makes me feel even better about me being a good player. Mm. Knowing that. So what level oh, were I, you when you defeated her? What level what what was was I? Yes. One one two five. Right, I was one forty, I think. Around one four. I think the recommended level is one four four. I can believe that. From what I've read. So I was just yeah. underneath it. I, I actually used I used some because I checked uh, so I used some of my golden runes that I had sitting around that I just never used so I had like do you know I've of... got so many of them that I've not touched that I'm actually really looking forward to just to popping them all at once oh it was very satisfying uh, just, I, I can't wait I've got like five hero runes and stuff like that just sitting there that I haven't <laughs> even touched I can't wait to see like you have two million runes like, this is amazing I'm oh gonna... yeah that, that happened to me it was absolutely brilliant just yeah. pumping up my stats yeah, I might do that before the end of the, uh, before the final boss. Um, just to oh, you'll it. be fine. I think you'll be fine if you manage to get through that. It sounds like that other build you have is enough to pull you through. I yeah, I'm, I'm tempted just to kind of stick with that for now. I use <laughs> I used it to fight. Um, um, what's the name of that boss again? I've forgotten what the name of that boss was. I can't remember what the name of the boss was. Um, that was the one that I did. Oh, it was. Um, Mor- Mog? 
It was the one that was oh, yeah, in the yeah. sewers. Um, <laughs> used it on him, and it was just when I was like, "All right, he's dead." Um, and then I, I stupidly decided, "Let's do it on the next one," and that was the, that was the great worm, um, the, the dragon. Uh, I, d- I didn't work on him. Um, <laughs> fire on a dragon. Yeah, that was, that was never going to work. Um, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm being stupid. This thing's shooting out lava at me and I'm trying to kill it with fire. Like, yeah, no no, no wonder it's taking no damage. Um, then I quickly swapped back to my, my melee. Um, uh, my two scythes just ran into a corner and just wailed on it. And it just died then. Um, but it's, it's quite satisfying going between the two and having like two fully functional builds that work quite well. So it just depends on how I'm feeling at the time. Like, oh, I feel like hitting stuff, I'll choose this. Um, yeah, it sounds really good. I might need to. I'll do that whenever I play. Yeah, we're doing again. Games. That's fair. I'm, I'm really excited to play those other ones because I'm really. Well, I'll talk about my Elden Ring reflection now. Mm. I've been reflecting on the game. Um, I have some negative things to say, but it doesn't take away from the fact that this is the game of the generation. Aye. Like, uh, a, like even Nintendo are run, I know it probably isn't this but Nintendo are running scared with Breath of the Wild 2 they've seen Elden Ring and thought no, delay, delay. not a chance not a chance I'm kind of glad because I think someone I saw I saw someone on Twitter say well it looks like Nintendo's just confirmed that Elden Ring is the, the game of the year in 2022 <laughs> <laughs> pretty because much have. Like, the only other contender that there may possibly have been was Breath of the Wild 2 and they've delayed it. I don't think Starfield's going to be as good as Elden Ring. I'm sorry, I'm saying it now. I don't think it will be. Probably right, but I'm really looking forward to I'm looking for forward to it. Bethesda like, RPG. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that Bethesda RPG. Um, you are right, though. It's not going to be as good as Elden Ring. So, Elden Ring was, is literally going to like live in my head rent-free for the next year. Um, like, I'm, I'm going to be seeing the Xbox version every day at work now and be like, I'm going to buy you soon. I'm going to buy you. Gonna buy it. Well, I've coined this is part of my reflection. Okay, I've coined a phrase, Bill. You know, Olympians, yes. this saying for Olympians, right? It's called post Olympic depression, mm. where they spend four years building up to this moment. The, oh. the journey of getting there for four years, they finally get to the end. Uh, say the first time in the four years, they don't get a medal, so that they use that motivation. So I was so close last time I came forth. Yeah. Let's use this motivation. Let's let's try this again. Let's trade for another four years. Train for that other four years. You're in Rio or wherever. Next time, come back. You finally get the gold. You've made it. Euphoria. You're your peak of your Olympic career. You're on the the podium. You're number one. You're holding up your gold medal. And then the Olympics end, and you think, well, what's left? There's nothing left. I've got my platinum. No, I've got my gold medal. What am I going to do now? You can't. You'll never. You'll never feel the same way again. No. And this is the thing for me. I have post Elden Ring depression. Oh, oh dear. The game is. As the game is over, I try playing the game. I think, why? I can't. It's just I've, not I've the same. seen it. Yep. I've seen like, this. I've, I've, I've got nothing to aim for now. Like I've, I've defeated the, the final boss. Why do I care about even holding onto these souls? It doesn't matter if I die. Like <laughs> it's, it's pointless. I may as well just die and not care. Yeah, I mean, I'll have a look around, but the bosses aren't intimidating anymore because, like, you're no longer part of my journey. My journey's over. I've gotten the platinum. I've defeated 
the bar. I've done everything that there is to do in this game. I, yeah, and I'm in this weird reflection phase now. I'm like, oh, I can't believe this is over. Like, what do I do now? Like, I'm looking at other games going, but you're not Elden Ring. <laughs> it's the problem. It's, <laughs> it's, like, really, it's, it's, it's never not. Elden Ring. Like, what, what like, just, you're, you're just not, it's not the same. I keep thinking, and I load up Elden Ring occasionally and play them just to get that sort of little hit, but it's, it's just not the same. It's like, ugh. Even if I started the game again, it wouldn't be the same because it'd just be more of... I've already experienced this. I've been here. Um, so this is where I think it needs the DLC. I need that. I need that. I need that DLC. Yeah. I'm holding it for. I know it's not going to come out in the next month or so. There's, there's already put an insanely massive game. But... Uh, I think it'll I be another post-Elden Ring depression. Um, oh, man. I'll, I'll get to the acceptance stage eventually and move on. But, yeah, it's been tough. And it's made me, allowed me to reflect on my experience. And I think... one of the Because I've only ever played this in Demon's Souls. And one of the things I really liked about Demon's Souls is... That getting to each boss... Sort of filled you with anxiety. But not like a bad anxiety, but like... Like, I can't wait to see where this goes kind of anxiety. But mm-hmm. I'm still kind of scared. Whereas in Elden Ring, I never really got that. Mm-hmm. After a while. Because there's, like, so many bosses. Inside each dungeon or oh, just kinda get used to or cave. There's, like, there's so many bosses. And, like, oh, you're just, like, a boss variant of the standard enemy. That I've seen a couple of times on my way here. Um, it kind of, like, dilutes that feeling. Mm-hmm. That I got from the first game. Whereas I'm working toward to get to the end of this open linear level type thing and I finally get here and I see that fog door and I'm like oh god this is it like this is the this is the end this is what I've been working towards and you get in there and you think oh my god look at this and they, they managed to capture the, how good those boss fights are across some of the bosses but not all of them but for me it really did dilute and that was my favourite part of playing Demon's Souls was feeling that and they diluted that in this and it kind of took something away from it for me um but I don't know how you could get around that because you because you, you do need bosses in those type of dungeons and stuff like because they are sort of many dungeons. Yeah, but I, don't know, I just feel it's a bit overloaded with some of them, especially some of the bosses in some cases are just exactly the same across yeah, yeah, yeah. different regions. It's the same boss, but different design like different or something. Name, but you just look the same. Yeah, yeah, or like a, a different like one different mechanic. Yeah, I kind of wish I don't, I don't expect them to make unique bosses for every single little dungeon because there's so many. Especially in the first, the first area, they probably could have toned it down a bit. This is what I've, noticed, I've been thinking about, like Limgrave and um, the Weeping Peninsula. Like that's probably my favorite area because I feel like this kind of it kind of reminds me of San Andreas, right? Where the further they got along the map when they were making the game, the less things there is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's definitely like, happened with Elden Ring. That, yeah, that, so that uh, last area is like they 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 just went almost chop a fort there and like a, remember, a dungeon. So I remember when I was playing through Sandra's back in 2004, like, Los Santos was, like, so much, it was filled with tons of stuff, it was, like, a lot of, like, minute details, and, like, they really spent a lot of time building out this site, and you get to San Fierro, and it's, like, kind of empty, there's not much happening, and then Las Venturas, there's really nothing going on at all. So it was almost like, they, as, they got, as you got through the later in the map, gameplay-wise, like, the less there was to see or do. Mm-hmm. And I felt that in this, like, they really overloaded that first Limgrave and Weeping Peninsula area with oh, a lot tons. of dungeons. Yeah, almost too much. They could have sp- spread out a bit more. That last area, the snowy area, there's really there's nothing, nothing to there. do. Um, I had it explored within two minutes. 
It was like, all right. Yeah, there's really nothing there. And it's like, oh, you could have just cut this out. There's really no need for this. Um, You just had it there for the sake of having snow. Yeah. Um, actually, that's why I quite like the Hal tree area because it was like, it was a, a big area, but it was it had a linear progression to it. And there was more to see and explore. And I really enjoyed exploring that area. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like a linear level in Demon Souls. It's the only one I've played. So I'm sure it's the same in Dark Souls. It's, it's the same but, Dark Souls and Dark Souls 3. That's fine. And Bloodborne. So yeah, you know what I mean then. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my, t- my two main gripes. Really. I kind of wish they just sort of spread that a bit more instead of like really overloading it in that first area. But that first area is amazing. I absolutely love my time there. And I really like the second area as well. But it's when you kind of get to that snowy bit. It's like, oh, this is just... You just quickly blast through this. There's not really much point in spending too much time here. There's not much to see. But... um. Still, game game the generation. Oh, easily cannot be topped. No, um, I I've said that so so often at work because like, it's literally one of, if not the greatest thing I've ever played. Um, it is. It is. It's just so good. Like I'm quite excited about the like about the fact that I've still got stuff to see in it. But like I have done in terms of the open world everything i think now at this point apart from maybe one or two wee side bosses that i've maybe missed um because the last area from what i can gather is just like a like a a dungeon um for you to explore yeah it's, it's just a linear a linear dungeon path, um, yeah and that's why i'm like it's similar to how tree is but smaller it's just a linear yeah. area so that's why i'm like oh man like once i've done that and then beaten the bosses there that's me done um i'll do that probably tomorrow yeah I'll, I'll probably do it tomorrow and then try and see if I can get the game done Friday Saturday Um, but oh man what a journey I loved it every second the journey was phenomenal yeah and I'll play it again like I'll play through that game again quite happily I'll get it on Xbox get all the achievements this time I know uh, Martin about it on Xbox <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's not even finished on PlayStation. He's not finished on PlayStation, but he was like, "I want it on Xbox." <laughs> just, <laughs> it was just, it just went into work one day, and he was just like, "I want an Xbox. I want the Xbox." <laughs> All right, buy it on Xbox then. He was like, oh, "I've got some credit on my card. I'm going to do it." <laughs> it's like, go for it. I'm not going to stop well, you. <laughs> One thing that blows me away about Elden Ring is when you look at the percentages of the achievements and how many people have unlocked them. I'm blown away by the fact how many people have unlocked the Melania one. It's a very uh, high rate for what that boss is. Mm-hmm. Especially the Margaret as well. I think it's like well over 70% now. Yeah. Which is insane when you get the this. People are playing it, like, regardless. Even the, the later bosses, like a quarter of the people who have bought the game have defeated the boss. Uh, which is a, is, is a lot. Like a quarter of... Well, 5% of know, people have platinum. Of- and it's like, that's quite high for a platinum trophy at 5%. Yeah. Um, Especially in such a big game as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's really impressive. People are really. So people sit and play. really it. nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Like, I, I love the fact that, you know, you could tell that they've put a lot of time into it to make that game perfect. And it's, you know, it is. <laughs> um, well, it's, apparently, um, apparently they did some digging around in the PC version. And they found code for what was once upon a time a bestiary, where oh, yeah, I saw that man. it highlighted places or like things that you've seen and grayed out things that you haven't. 
And it's like, why did they take that out? Um, I think it's because someone, I don't know if someone leaked it. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, someone leaked the fact that that was in the game. But I was like, why would they take that out? Because that would, because I, I, I was saying earlier, it was like, it would be really, all I wanted was to have something like that, a journal that would sort of, you know, like, sort of like choreograph your journey. So then at least you'd be like, right, okay, so where am I? I'm here. Oh, Melania said something about this. So I can go back in the journal and read up what she said. And she was like, right. So she said that she was going to meet me here at the Halga tree. Right. Where is she? I'll have, I'll keep an eye out. It was just things like that. Um, that That's the only thing that I would have liked from that game is like a small journal. Even if it didn't give you waypoints on the map, it told you where things were. Like, it would actually force you to read the journal. Like, I'd have been quite happy with that. Um, yeah. Just to, more or less, just to keep track of like, right, okay, I'm in this new area now. Um, did someone say something about this? And I can quickly go back and be like, oh, yeah, thingy said, you know, there was a something here that they wanted or oh, someone's brother's here. Um, I should look, keep an eye out for their brother. Um, that's the only thing like I'd, I'd want added to that game is like, it's, you know, reintroduce the bestiary, do it, get it in there. And, th- and then you can keep track of like, right, okay, so I have killed that boss. It's like, it's coloured in and the bestiary, therefore I have done it. On to the next one. I think the other thing, because you know, there's a lot of big buildings, especially in Stormvale, I think it is, or the North Storm, wherever the stormy place is, north of Lingrave. Mm-hmm. There's that big arena. Oh, yeah, yeah, We can't get into it. Apparently that's actually from PC uh, data mining. That's, that's meant to be PvP arenas. Oh, that's quite cool. So they may be actually doing that for DLC at some point. Yeah, I can see. I can. Well, that would be like an update, won't it? We'll just add that in. Yeah, yeah, probably would be an update actually. Yeah, see, that's quite good. Rather than doing the invasions, just if you want PvP, there's there's an arena for it. Yeah, I think it'd be quite cool. Yeah, I'd probably go just to just to dabble, just to be like, let's, let's see if I can stand up against the big boys and then get destroyed immediately after. Yeah, I haven't invaded anyone since doing that side quest where I had to invade three people. Yeah. I don't intend to ever again. <laughs> but yes, that's Elden Ring. We'll probably touch on it one last time next week. But uh, I finished Tunic. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? That game is... Yeah, I really did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, that game is difficult at the end. That last boss is hard. Mm. Harder than a lot of bosses in Elden Ring. Huh? Uh, really tough, but... Yeah, just a, a really solid game. I highly recommend everyone play it. It's really, really good. They really do some cool stuff with the manual where because you're lacking that information, you assume you're doing this one thing for a reason, then you find this one page and it completely changes the context of everything that you're doing and everything that you're seeing, which I really, I really like. I really like it in games that, like Whatever Wilds was somewhere as well. You just find this one, uh, not audio log, but one text log that was left by the previous alien race they just completely to change the way you see things in the game and i appreciate that they added something like that similar uh similar end to this as well which i really like um when i that game there's a lot of secrets in that game and when i finish the game there's two endings there's you get the game over ending which is the ending you get by killing the final boss but you don't have all the the pages yet for the manual Mm. Then you've got the actual end where you have all the pages of the manual and you kill the final boss. So you get two different endings. 
So I managed to get the the one where he didn't have all the manual pages because I knew that would be, there were two separate endings. So I wanted to get the achievement for both. So I decided not. I deliberately didn't collect certain. There's like one page I could see in the first area, so I thought I'll just ignore that just to get this achievement. Um, but I think if I if I'm doing, I haven't gotten the second ending yet. But when I go into the second ending, I'm going to turn on the no fail mode, so I can just get through that last boss without taking any damage because it was really tough. Uh, so I'm glad that it's under the accessibility options. So I'm glad they added that in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I won't get into too much spoiler stuff. I don't want to spoil it for people, but it has a really solid Zelda-like game, and I, I really recommend everyone play it. It's a nice, a nice palate cleanser after finishing Elden Ring, because it is somewhat similar, but it has that Zelda flair to it, which I really find quite addictive. and really like. It just made me want to play Death's Door again, honestly. I'd love to play through that again. So good, Death's Door. I thought, and due my, well, after, uh, next Monday, the emails for the Q2 for Steam Deck order start going out. So I'm hoping I'll be within the first, at least in April, to get it early as possible. I doubt I will be. I'll probably annoy my luck. I'll end up getting it in June or something. But I really want to buy Death's Door on the Steam Deck and play it on that. I think oh, that would be quite cool. That would be good on the Steam Deck. Yeah, that would be awesome, I think. So there's a lot of games like that I really want to play on there. So hopefully I'll get that email next Monday. Mm. I probably won't, but... We'll see. Fingers crossed. Maybe next time we record this, you'll, I'll have that email. Maybe. Maybe. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. Guess what? What? I've been playing Kirby. Oh, you got Kirby. I got Kirby. That game looks great. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, So, I'm trying to think what's the best way to describe this. So, you because know, you were talking about like palate cleansers for um for Elden Ring. Um, that's a that's a good one mainly because the game's not that challenging. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like as soon as you start up, you can choose either it's like a easy mode or what's called a wild mode. Um, and you're like, all right, okay, um, let's try wild mode. Um, and the, it's it's really not that difficult. It's it's obviously designed for like you know kids to play it. Um, so so you. So me, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like, well, it's not that difficult to play. It's like you, you know, if you, you know, you, everyone knows what Kirby is. Like Kirby, like sucks up powers, and then you can then use those powers. And like, it's cool the way it works, but they're all very limited to what you can do with it. It's very much just like if you pick up the sword, you can slash, 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 slash. If you pick up fire, use bit fire. Um, My favorite I saw is the vending machine. Yeah, the vending machine's <laughs> cool. So outside of your powers, you can also suck things up. So you can become a staircase. You can become a car. You can become a vending machine. That's I've only ever I've only finished like the first sort of part of the world. Um, so I'm onto like the second area now. But I absolutely love it. Like I think it's really really good. Um, yeah, I might pick that. I was tempted to pick that up as well because I just really f- just a lot of the gameplay I saw. I'm not I'm not buying it for the gameplay. It's just a lot of the, the cute stuff I saw and all the different things you could transform into. It just looks like a really fun, feel good platformer. It is. Which I wouldn't and it's right like now. it's in the not a very un Nintendo world, like a post apocalyptic world that Kirby gets sucked through this black hole and ends up in this sort of like run down abandoned yeah, earth. That. And it's like he's running through what's it pop land wherever the pop. Planet Pop, whatever he's, wherever he's yeah, from. Yeah. Like big... Running through this nice sort of Rainbow Road type area or Watchers of Oz type area. Minding his own business. And this black hole comes out of nowhere and sucks the pair 
yeah. thing out of the world. Um, and you need to, like, you get this, this post-apocalyptic world and basically you get told by this wee sort of like flying dragon thing whose name has completely escaped me um, that you need to go and save the... Da, 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 da. Is it? It's called the. They're called the Waddledees, I think. Ah, um, uh, Waddledees, yeah. Which is an amazing name. It's a really cool name. Um, and that's basically the game. And that each level has like an objective, and you basically go save the Waddledees. Um, but like it would be like right, okay, save the hidden Waddledees. There might be like four of them, and then like other hidden challenges for you to do in the level, but they don't tell you what those are. Until you either A, beat the level, sorry, like do it in the level, or B, finish the level. And then it tells you at the end, it'll be like, oh, you were meant to find this hidden door. And you're like, where was that hidden door? <laughs> like, I, I searched every part of this map, and it turns out that you have to, like, stand on something, and that unlocks the door beside you, beside, like, a tree. And you're like, I never would have found that. I never would have seen that. Um, but it does kind of like the more you play it, like I don't know if that's what the novelty wears off. But like while you're playing it, you're like, I actually want to do all these objectives. I want to get a hundred percent in each level because levels aren't long; they're not that long. So you're like, well, I'll, I'll quickly run back and I'll finish the. I'll basically do what I've missed out because the waddle dees that you save, they become productive. They build a village, um. So they're oh. build, so they build like. There's like a wee hut for you to change your powers and upgrade your powers. You've got your own wee house where you can go and have a kip. Um, you, there's like a wee <laughs> restaurant. There's a wee mini game where you go and save. You go and feed the waddle dees and stuff. It's like it's genuine. Like you sit and play it, and you're like, "This is nice." Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> so cute. It's, it's like this is wholesome. I like this. Um, it's cute. I highly recommend it. It's an absolutely perfect sort of like. You know, palate cleanser, um, relaxing kind of thing after, like, you know, an Elden Ring sesh. And you're like, oh man, do you know what I could do right now? Kirby. It is the complete opposite to Elden Ring. It's the complete opposite to Elden Ring, where you feel like, you know, in Elden Ring, you'll be sitting there in the same place for two hours making no progress, where in Kirby, two hours gets you, like, you know, halfway through the game. It's great. And it's not overly long, I think, you know, judging by, like, how long to beat it, it's only about 10 hours. So it's not that long. Um, which I'm quite happy with. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I picked up kind of on a whim because it was I saw it come into the shop and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna buy that. <laughs> Plus, you got a mouse mat. Oh, is it Kirby shaped? It is. Ooh, I like that. So I was like, it's worth it for the mouse mat. Buying it. Um, oh, you kind of sold me on it now. I may actually. Yeah, that. I would. It's great. Um, I've been encouraging people really to buy. Much- much else out at the moment that I'm interested in. Yeah. Well, Tiny, uh, Tiny Tina has been getting some decent reviews. Apparently it's hilarious. Yeah. I may, I may... I don't know if I should get that or not. I don't know. Tiny Tina might be worth it. Um, I'm waiting until it comes down in price. I just kind of feel like £70 a big. Or 65 I think it is, on the PS5 and Series X. It's like... It's a bit much. Oh, I didn't realise it was that high. It's, it's a full price one and it's like... that. That's kind of where I'm... Sort of a bit like mm, worth it. Um, it just seems a bit expensive. Um, so I'm kind of hoping. It, I, I reckon if you give that, you know, give it another month or two, it'll go down in price. 
Oh, you'll find it cheaper somewhere. Yeah, there it is. It's not even like forty two pound or anything. It's... Uh, it's it's expensive. I thought when it, I thought it might have been like a fifty pound game or something, but it's like when I scanned it on the till, it was like sixty five pounds. I was like, you what? <laughs> and they don't even have like a separate Xbox One or X. Well, they've got two separate versions. They've got the Xbox, got the Xbox version, One version, the Xbox One, and the Xbox Series X version. Yeah. Um, next level edition. So that yeah. So the next level edition is your next gen one your xbox uh, your series x ah. and your ps5 and then you've got just a standard ps4 and xbox one version that's how they're getting people yeah then. scumbags D- dirty D- greedy greedy grandy pitchford <laughs> wanting his bonus bonus to put in his own back pocket once again once again but I, I quite fancy it. I really quite fancy Tiny Tina. I'm just going to maybe wait until it comes down a bit first and then I'll buy it. I think you're right. I'd rather put my money into Kirby. something wholesome. Exactly. But give, give, your, give your money to Nintendo. They won't get rid of it. <laughs> they make enough money. They're very profit- profitable. Exactly. Anywho, speaking of greed... No, it's not, oh, it's not too bad. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible segue. <laughs> Boo! Right. Jim Ryan posted on PlayStation Blog. This is one of the... Apparently there's like three big announcements this week that are supposed to happen. And this was one of them. Uh, I'm not sure who the other two are. I suspect one of them... So I was kind of tempted. This is why I, I decided to record later. Because I was going to do it as ask on Monday. I thought, you know, I'll leave it a few days to see what's going to happen. Because I heard on the Sunday that something big is going to happen. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll leave it a few days. And then this came along yesterday, I think, it happened. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll wait another day to see if there's anything else happening. But this is the only thing that happened. So there may be another big announcement just as this comes out. But this is one of the ones we've been waiting for for quite some time. The all-new PlayStation Plus. Yes. Launching in June with 700 plus games and more value than ever. So did you read the breakdown? Yes. Yes, I did. I suppose I'll read through it again just for to remind us. But you get three tiers now in PlayStation Plus. This is Jim Ryan. Since launching PlayStation Plus in 2010, SI has been the forefront of... Now we'll do it in the next one. With subscription, game services, blah, blah, blah. We're thrilled to be the first console membership service that included a refresh library of games through PlayStation Plus and also launched the first console game streaming service with PlayStation Now. Today we are pleased to share you with the official news about changes coming to our subscription services this June. We're bringing together PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now and all new PlayStation Plow. So, no, PlayStation Plow. This is what they should have, they should <laughs> they have, should have called, called it, it PlayStation that. Plow. <laughs> <laughs> that name again is PlayStation Plow. PlayStation Plus subscription service that provides more choice of customers across three membership tiers globally. So these are the three tiers. We've got PlayStation Plus Essential, PlayStation Plus Extra, and PlayStation Plus Plus Premium. Premium. Uh, the Essential is £6.99 a month. The PS Plus Extra is £11 a month. And the PlayStation Plus Premium is thirteen forty nine a month, or a hundred pound a year. And the other ones are like 
the PlayStation Plus Extra is like 84 a year, where the Essential is the standard PlayStation Plus that you get now. But the PlayStation Plus now, I think PlayStation Plus Essential is just PlayStation Plus. Yeah, so the standard one's just your standard PlayStation Plus, basically what you've got now. Yeah, it says here, there are no changes for existing PlayStation Plus members in this tier. So you get your standard two monthly downloadable games, your exclusive discounts. Cloud storage, which I think is ridiculous, so that's tied to a subscription these days. And online multiple access. So PlayStation Plus Extra, which is basically just PlayStation, the standard PlayStation Plus with PS4 and PS5 games from PlayStation Now. So it adds a catalog of up to 400 games, asterisk, of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. So these are the downloadable games you can download PS4 and PS5 games. They currently, I don't think they actually have any PS5 games on PS now at the moment. I don't think so. So this is the first time they've confirmed that PS5 games are coming. So I'm curious what they're going to do with that. So that's £11 a month. Is that the same price as Game that's Pass the same Ultimate? As Game Pass. So ten ninety nine a month is Game Pass. Is that the Ultimate version or standard Game that's Pass? That's Ultimate. Right, okay. So PlayStation Plus Premium. This is where it gets interesting. And where I got triggered. <laughs> so it provides all the benefits of the Essential and Extra tiers. Adds up to 340 additional games. Including PS3 games via cloud streaming. Yep. Wow. Uh, a catalog. This is a quite like this part though. A catalog of beloved classics available in both streaming and download. Options from the original PlayStation, PlayStation Two, and PSP. So the PS, the first PlayStation, PSP, or the new editions, have already got PS Two games in PlayStation now, but it's like five or something like that. There's like very little. That's well, more than that, I think. Let's actually have a look. PlayStation now. Uh, I remember having. I could actually I could probably just load up. My PlayStation right now and look. It's probably easier just to do it through a web browser. But I don't think there's a ton. So let's have a look and see if I can filter. See all the games. Here we go. Oh no, you can't. You can only do it by letter. And I'm not doing that. There's like 800 games on here or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's not. I don't think there's a ton from what I remember. There's probably a Wikipedia article out there that really does a good job of breaking it down. Here we go, I found a Reddit thread. Oh, hey, Reddit. I do love Reddit. 21. So there's 21 PlayStation 2 games. You've got Straw Humans 2, Straw Humans, Siren, Harvest Moon. I will go through all of them. But a very small selection. Yeah. So that number that you see, what was the number again? Like 310? 340? Yeah. That's including PlayStation, PS2, and PSP, which is very encouraging, so hopefully that means they're adding a ton more PS2 games. And obviously they're adding a lot of PlayStation and PSP as well, which I, I really do like the PSP and PlayStation stuff. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, also offers cloud streaming access for the original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4. Uh... Oh. Hope that means we can still oh, play on our phone. Then that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, the other the other thing they meant it says here offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers and markets where PlayStation Out is currently available. Customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and on PC. Oh yeah, so there's in certain places 
you won't be able to access the PS3 streaming because some places don't have streaming for PlayStation now. Mm-hmm. So they'll get a different version. I think they get PlayStation Deluxe or something like that that has doesn't have the streaming. They only have the downloadable parts, which means they miss out on the PS3 stuff, which is a substantial part of that library. Yeah. So it's probably a but, oh, cloud streaming. I was hoping they'd put the effort in and do it natively on the actual PlayStation itself. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for as well. I don't know if that's maybe down to the, the architecture of the PS3, because developers used to say how awful it was to develop for it. So I wonder if it... Well, there's a really solid uh, fan-made emulator out there that runs really well on PCs. And the Sony made the PlayStation 3, so they know how it yeah. works. They just don't want to put the time and effort in that's required to bring it to this console, to bring it to the PlayStation 5, because I've, I've tweeted on Twitter, obviously, it's the only place you can tweet, by saying, <laughs> imagine if um, the, the PS5 had an Xbox Series X level of backwards compatibility for PS3 games, all HDR, uh, FPS boost, uh, higher up res on your old PS3 games, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I just, oh, the thought of that, there's so many great uh, game collections on PS3, like the Ratchet and Clank collection and stuff like that. It's a lot of really good smaller games that you just can't play anymore unless you have a PS3 sitting about. Um, I'm also hoping for the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP stuff, they're actually going to do stuff with it. Because I felt like the PS2 classic stuff they had on PS4, they didn't really do anything no. other than add trophies. There was no upres. I don't expect them to do FPS boost or anything like that because a lot of PS2 games are in 60 frames already. But like a res boost for these platforms would be amazing. Get them up to like at least 1080p or something like mm-hmm. that. Nice sharp image. Or even 4K like on the Series X where all original Xbox games are in 4K. Um, I just, I just part of me thinks it's just going to be standard box, standard emulator they've used since the PS3 for the original PlayStation PS2 and on the Vita as well. They're not really going to add much else to it. That's what I think is going to happen. What do you think of Alba? Uh, it's like, it's very hard not to compare it to Xbox Game Pass. Um, yeah. Like, as soon as because you know everyone was sort of saying, "Oh, this is going to be like Sony's equivalent of it," and like, you sit and you look at it and you like, see when you weigh it up, it's two very, very different services. The doubt, like, but at the same time, similar. Um, like, yeah, there's got tons of similarities that like, you can download a whole pile of back catalog games like from the PlayStation library, and that's exciting. That's really, really cool. Um. But obviously, like Sony's going down the streaming side rather than like you know Xbox, where you can download the game and it's got its native upscaling that kind of thing. Um, where I fall down on is I actually think it's a you know what you're getting is decent, but it's the price. It's really expensive. Like even if you're like you're paying monthly, that's still over a hundred pound a month, or sorry, hundred pound a year. Um, <laughs> hundred pound a month? Can you imagine? Uh, hundred pound a year. Um. Given the way inflation is going, it wouldn't surprise me. And it's like, is, is it really worth that? Um, but it's a massive library of games you're getting with it. It's like 400 odd games. And you're like, I will never play all them. But I like the idea that it's there. Um, 
like because PlayStation now before was like none of it was appealing, none of it. It was all a bit kind of like this is all a bit a bit rubbish. Um, and then they've come out with this and they're going to have this massive back catalogue of PS2, PS3, PSP, and you're like, mm, okay, it's suddenly now appealing. Um, to me, it was the price. I just don't think it can it can compete on the same level in which Microsoft is. Um, just because like, what you're getting with Game Pass is that you know they, you know you're not getting PS5 launch titles on this thing, um, whereas all Xbox exclusives are going straight to Game Pass, and it's that that's the winner, um, that's what wins it. It's like, I I yes, I love having back catalogue games. I think it's great. But I don't want to exclusively play games that are 10 years old. I want to play new stuff. Like, imagine being told, right, okay, you're going to be paying 12, you know, you know, how, how much was the 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 upper tier one per month? 1349. Right, so you're 13.49 a month. But you get, you know, Gran Turismo. You get Death Stranding. You're, you'll get Ratchet and Clank. Yes. <laughs> you know, 100% from a 13 quid a month and I'm getting all the Sony titles, you know, immediately. Yes. I'll, I'll take that. Well, you'll get Grand Trismo Sport and Ratchet and Clank Remake from PS4. But I don't want <laughs> the Ratchet and Clank Remake from the PS4 or Grand Trismo Sport. I want GT7 and the new one. Like, it's... Like, and I think that's just from being spoiled on Game Pass where you get you know, Halo Master Chief, sorry, not Halo Master Chief Collection, um, Halo Infinite, day one. Um, you get a whole pile of other stuff as well, day one, like everything, you know, Forza Horizon 5. 5 is day one, Sea of Thieves, Tunic, all day one. Um, and third-party titles, though, maybe not necessarily day one, but you'll get them a couple months later. You know, there's like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy there on Game Pass. Well, that's the thing we don't know yet is like, because apparently it came out saying that Microsoft paid ten million just to get Guardians of the Galaxy on Game Pass. This is what we don't know yet. Because like you're right, I completely agree about the the main draw for Game Pass is getting games day one from the entirety of the first party but uh, lineup and some third party depending if there's deals made. But we don't know that for PlayStation yet about at least for third party. Mm-hmm. But we know we're not getting any first party stuff yeah. day one. We'll probably get it. EA play style where you get it a year a year later in the yeah, and the that well, we forgot to mention the other benefit of the, the premium tier is timed time trials, trials. Right. so you get time limited game trials will offer this tier so customers could try select games before they buy select meaning I'm assuming be done. first party only yeah. which they have been trial trialing out already in the UK in the UK you could play the director's cut of Death Stranding for like two hours. Which the first charge is just cutscenes, yeah, so you're not really playing play anything. <laughs> but they've been tri- trialing this out um, in the UK for a while. You could play the Ratchet and Clank for a couple of hours as well, and a few other games. So I imagine it's not going to be on the level of EA Play, where it's, it's, 10, it's hours. Just 10 hours by default. I imagine it's going to change depending on the game. Like some games might be five hours. Depends on the length of the games as well. But um, the one thing we don't know yet is the point I was going to get to. We're not getting PlayStation games, first party games day one. That'll be a year later. But third party, are they going to employ the same strategy where they do deals with third party indies or where they get games day one 
through PlayStation Plus Premium. I reckon that, I, or, I think they need to. You can't have just exclusively backcat. Like it's cool. Um, I, I think a lot of indie developers will be keen to. I, I think they'll maybe focus more on indie than they will maybe AAA titles like Xbox. Um, I know Xbox focuses a lot on indie as well, but I think PlayStation in particular, you'll see a lot of like indie titles day one on PlayStation Premium. There's this, uh, I mentioned it before, but there's this uh, phrase that a lot of the PlayStation fanboys use against Xbox is Game Pass fodder. So there's a lot of games that come out and there's like, they're sort of your indie 2D pixely games and everyone's like, oh, there is fodder, fodder, Game Pass fodder. I'm not sure if any of them have ever, I imagine none of them are actually subscribed to PlayStation now currently, but the service in its current state is the very definition oh, of fodder. There's, just there's a, a lot, lot of shovelware <laughs> on, like we see it in the shop as well, like discs come in, you'll be like, what on earth is that for like 15 quid? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of stuff, you just look at the cover art and go, oof, no, no. Absolutely no interest in this. No thank you. Aye. Um, and I, I think that's going to happen with this as well. Like currently, Game Pass has 500 games or something. This is coming out with uh, over 700 plus. Yeah. And that's across going back oh, to the PlayStation. That's the one thing of... that they have that Xbox doesn't have as the original PlayStation and the PSP. What I'm hoping that down the line they'll add the Vita. But I don't see them putting that effort into making a Vita emulator mm-hmm. like they did with the PSP emulator to run on the Vita. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a weird one. I'm hoping they give you the opportunity to buy the games as well. Oh, like, like a discount price? Pass. Yeah, like, if I could buy a bunch of PSP games in there and play them and just own them, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. Uh, at the same time as they release them on this this uh, this platform, the PlayStation Plus Premium. Um, I really do hope they offer it as a way to buy stuff separately. If I could buy some old PS PlayStation games and PS2 and PSP games to play, that would be great. The other thing is, you probably there's a good chance, like, this is the other thing that why Game Pass is that a bit more appealing. As you said, you get stuff third, first party, you always get it day one. Certain third parties and indies, you'll get it day one, depending on deals you've made. The thing with these services, a lot of the time you've already played the vast majority of the games. Yeah. So when you take away that day one release for first party, it loses a lot of its luster because then you're just stuck with 700 games that you've... It's unlikely you played all 700, but the big ones you've probably already played. And that's what makes Game Pass good because you look at Game Pass and thought, I've actually played a lot of these already and a lot of the games that come out sometimes I've already played. But there's usually that one that comes out day and day for the first time. You think, oh yeah, I've heard of that. I've, maybe I'll check that out and you play it. And then something like Tunic, I've heard of Tunic. I probably would have bought it anyway, mm-hmm. but... The fact it came out day one on Game Pass, I, I blasted through it because of that. And that's what's missing from this. But they might do that with third party. We just don't know that yet. They never they haven't elaborated on that yet. As, well, it's coming out in June, so they still might. Yeah, as far do, as I can see, might still do something on it. So they do have some planned titles here, which is good. Uh, the Death Stranding. So it says here the extra premium and extra, the new extra and premium tiers represent a major evolution for PlayStation Plus. With these tiers, our key focus is to ensure that hundreds of gamers we offer will include the best high quality content that's set us apart. At launch we plan to include titles such as Death Stranding I'm assuming it's the standard PS4 version not the director's cut. God of War I'm It'll assuming the- it's yeah that's been updated uh-huh. it's backwards compatible now isn't it? Um, or 4K 60 whatever it is now. Marvel Spider-Man 
Marvel's is it the remaster or Spider-Man Miles the... Morales? Yeah, is it the PS4 version no. or is it the PS5 version? The speed remaster. We don't know that yet. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal. Returnal was a good one. Yeah, they've released that new co-op update as well, so it's coming at a good time. Uh, we're working closely with our imaginative developers from PlayStation Studios and third-party partners to include some of the best game experiences available with a library that will be regularly refreshed. This is the thing about PlayStation now, is it doesn't refresh that often. Game Pass refreshes every two weeks. More details to come on the games we'll have in our new PlayStation Plus service. And I think... Yeah, so they're rolling in a phased approach, so it's not actually coming out here in June. In the June timeframe, we'll begin our initial launch in several markets in Asia, followed by North America, then Europe, and then the rest of the world, where PlayStation Plus is offered. So we may not get this until, like, August. Yeah. So I think we just have, I don't know why they're doing it slowly, rolling it out slowly. It kind of takes away the hype yeah. a little bit, I think. Um, but yeah, the thing I want to know more about is probably be mentioned somewhere. Actually, I got an email about it because I actually have a year's subscription to PlayStation now. I got it for twenty quid. Mm, very good. Will that roll into a PlayStation Plus subscription? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I got an email, but I haven't read it yet. I'll see what it says. Um, PlayStation. Here it is. Please read. Your PlayStation subscriptions are changing. Hi. We want to let you know that the PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now memberships are changing. Your PlayStation Plus, your PlayStation Now benefits will become part of a new PlayStation Plus service with a wider range of benefits, and PlayStation Now will no longer be available as a service on its own. What this means for you, as a current member of both services, your subscriptions will be combined into a single PlayStation Plus subscription plan with a single recurring payment day and price, date and price, unless one or both of your membership services expire before the new service launches. Rest assured that your new combined membership will include the same PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now benefits that you enjoy today. The cost of your membership will not increase with the new service launches. Okay, so it'll probably just combined into a standard... PlayStation Plus. The, stand, the new standard PlayStation Plus, which is the Essentials, which is normal PlayStation Plus with PS4 play. and PS5. Uh, I'll only play yeah, with PS4 and PS5 um, access. No, that doesn't offer that in the essential one, does it? No, I think it's just online play, I'm sure. No, it's extra. It's extra. PlayStation Plus Extra offers the PS4 and PS5. Oh, so you get PlayStation... That's weird. Oh, so you get extra, then? Yes, yeah, the... Well, I don't know if it's extra. It's just saying my price will not increase. Oh. That's Unless bit... you choose to make any changes to your subscription plan. Bit confusing. Yeah. So I'm not sure which one. I'm assuming it's just the standard. But if you're combining my now... Into Plus, surely you would give me the one that offers the now benefits, which would be PlayStation Plus Extra. Hmm. I'm not sure which one it is. It's, it's a bit unclear. Uh, it's, it's not very word. It's not worded very well. But- yeah. So the thing is, like, because it's year yearly for the PlayStation Plus, you can get it yearly as well. So it's hundred pound for the premium, but you can actually buy PlayStation Credit is really good for buying cheap online. It's really easy to get cheap PlayStation credit online, so you probably could get that £100 down to yeah. 80 by searching on CD keys or whatever for cheap PlayStation credit. And usually around the end of the year, places like Shop2 usually do pretty hefty discounts on their credit. Um, So there's probably a chance you could 
not even pay the full price for it. We could get it for cheap. So suppose here's the question. What one are you going for? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll try. I really want to try. I'll try the, the top tier and see if I get, yeah. The top tier, yeah, to see what the PSP and PlayStation 2 and PlayStation stuff is like, if that emulation is any good, or if it's just, because like, think about it blowing up or even the original PlayStation, like, blowing up a PSP game to a 55-inch 4K <laughs> TV. Like, how will that look? Yeah, I'm curious. They have to do something. They can't blow up a 400... What is the resolution for, resolution for a PSP? Uh, 400p. PSP. <laughs> Some part of that. I think so. Screen resolution. Not great, anyway. Here it is. 480 by 272. Right. So imagine 480... By 272. Blown up. Upscaled. Yeah. Is that or is that the DS? Either way, it's going to look a bit of a mess. Oh, yeah, it's 480 by 272, yeah. Whoop. PlayStation. Output resolution. That's probably 480p. PlayStation output resolution. So progressive is 256 by 224. 2. 640 by 240 or interlace is 256 by 448 or up to 640 by 480 so it's probably higher it's higher on the original playstation for your crt tvs resolutions so yeah the psp is a lower resolution so imagine that blown up 16 by 9 55 inch 4k yeah it's gonna look really good is it yeah so they have to do some form of resolution upscaling i'd imagine they would they need to which i'm perfectly fine with like, I played, when I had my gaming laptop, I played uh, all the way through Guitar Rooman, the PSP version oh, of right. that. And I upscaled that to 4K through the laptop and played it on my mm-hmm. TV. And it looked amazing. Really sharp. The only thing, the only thing also didn't look that great was, like, the HUD assets yeah. because they're, they don't upscale because they're just um, images or textures. They're not, like, polygonal yeah. objects. So obviously the UIs won't upscale alongside it, but the polygonal stuff will. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm hoping they'll do something. They'll definitely need to. I'm curious. I, I just wish it was sooner. I know. It feels like a long time away, doesn't June. it? June. It's like April, May, June. It's three months and it's not even coming out here in the June. Yeah. Month, the month of June. So maybe not get it till July or something, which is just you know, it kind of dies down uh, a bit. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, just so. to see what it's going to be like. But at the same time, I'm I'm not holding my breath. It's just straight off the bat. I'm like, it's like I don't want to compare it to Game Pass, but it's hard not to. Um, just because that's the that's basically its competitor at this point. Um, you are right though. They are very different and very similar at the same time the main big difference here is that day one yeah. releases stuff and the streaming on playstation side. Fairly, like microsoft aren't really in a xbox aren't really in a position where they're they are releasing they haven't had the same years like sony did last no. year if you're rushing clanks and your returnals and uh whatever else came out everything else this year as well <laughs> death loop no. uh that kind of stuff but they will get to that point eventually and that's when it'll Game Pass will feel really no, good. That's when they'll hike up the it price. It does already, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Which that's oh, it's, anyway. it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, at this point. 
I'm just surprised it's more expensive than I thought they'd match the price. The premium tier would match the Game Pass price, but it's yeah, more expensive. That's what I thought as well, is that it would be uh, trying to be a wee bit more competitive with Game Pass. But it's the exact same. For what yes, that's that. I think isn't as good a service. Like it's it's just the fact that it's all it's focused more on streaming. I don't want to stream games. I like the option of streaming. Like obviously like Well for PS for PS3 you want Um but other like I like the whole I can download my games on the Xbox as well. Plus also have the second option of, you know, streaming like on my phone. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's something else I was going to say there, but I forgot. Uh, maybe we'll come back to it, I'm not sure. Hopefully. No, it's not going <laughs> it's gone. Oh, well. Goodbye, thought. Yeah, it's gone now. There was something about Game Pass and this as well. It's not even a, a great point or anything, it's just going on me now that I can't remember. Oh, I think it was... Yes, I, I was, yes, that's what I was going to say. I, th- I think I understand why the PS Plus extra tier exists because there's a lot of people that just don't really care about PS1, PS2, no. PSP games. But they would like the option to have PS4 and PS5. See, I think that's the more that I'd stuff. be on. I'd maybe want to dabble in some of the like, old games and be like, oh, I remember playing this. This is cool. But I wouldn't dedicate tons of time to it. I'd be more interested in like PS4 and PS5 games. Um, yeah, so the PS Plus... PlayStation Plus Extra would be the more appropriate one, instead, especially if they do... Because also, they're, on the PlayStation Plus Premium tier, you're not going to have, like, day one releases for a PSP game, because no. PSP <laughs> already came out. <laughs> um, but for PlayStation Plus Extra, you'd have potentially have day and date releases for PS5, PS4 and PS5 third-party games. But they, they didn't really go into detail about that. Um, kind of wish they did, but they didn't. See, what I'd almost rather is like, see if I could have my PlayStation Extra. That's the one I'd probably go for. I'd get my PS4 or PS5. And then if I wanted to buy PS1 games and PSP games, so like, put it yeah. like, well, what's a fair price for a PS1 game now? £8 or something. And then just yeah. buy the ones I want rather than be like, I've got a whole library of 400 plus PS1 games that I won't play all of them. Like, I'd download the ones that I wanted to play. Um, or just buy the ones. Wait for the the spring sale where they're all yeah. Two ninety nine. I'd be quite happy just to be like yeah, but you know I'll buy you know you know the James Bond game that was on the PS one. I quite like that. Um, things like that. Oh, see, that's where it gets weird. Licenses, licenses like because no. also you wouldn't get that because there's there's a weird license issues around James no. Bond stuff. That's why I'm curious about what the kind of stuff they'll be adding. Uh those 300 plus games for PS1 PS2 and PSP I'm hoping they add Persona 3 oh that'd be edition. cool that'd be a good one if they added that mm-hmm. upscale that that'd be awesome I'd that'd play that awesome. yeah because I've got that on PS3 and that runs mm-hmm. really well but it's, it's not upscaled in any way it's still 40p with some like smoothing and stuff like that they've added in but maybe there's a little bit of upscaling but not enough it's not like a native upscaling uh or native, native rendering upscaling to for the plug-in stuff. Still looks a bit smooth and muddy. But they added the like Persona 3 Fest edition with like fully proper 4K upscaling. I could look past the grimy HUD assets because at least the main game would look good. Yeah. That would be, awesome. that'd be great. I'd be done for that. 
with the option to buy as well. Exactly. Because I, I think I think for like one month I'll subscribe to the premium tier to try it out. I'll get over the fact that I can play PS1, PS2 and PSP games. Then I'll bump back down to the PS Plus Extra and occasionally buy PSP, PS1 or PS2 games if there's a sale and there's one I want to buy. Because also I'm not going to be interested in all 300 plus of those games. There'll be a select amount. So if they randomly release Persona 3 Fest Edition, I'll be like, well, I'll just buy it because I just want to buy it anyway. I don't want to just up a sub and not keep it forever. So I hope they add that as an option. Like Game Pass where you can get discounts on games that are on Game Pass itself. Because there was a weird issue a while back where if you got a game through PS Plus but you let your PS Plus lapse and didn't resubscribe and you wanted to buy that game, you couldn't buy the game. Mm-hmm. Because it was already in your library, so the, the system on their end was like, well, you already have this in your library, so you can't buy it. Yeah. So people people got annoyed. Like, well, if I'm subscribed to it, I don't want PlayStation Plus anymore. I want to just own the game digitally, but you're not letting me buy it because you're saying I already own it and I have to resubscribe to play it. But they fixed that. So I'm hoping now that they fixed that now, a few years back, they'll add that as an option to buy games that are on PS- PlayStation PlayStation Plus. It's the name of the episode, PlayStation Play. <laughs> that name again is PlayStation Play. PlayStation Play. Don't That's have a blow, man. PlayStation Play. <laughs> well, I think that is. Uh, I think that it is. Us. That was a very good conversation. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah that was good. And a half flew in. I really did, yeah. actually. I mean, look at the news, there's not much else going on. Though, breaking news, Fast and Furious Crossroads is being pulled from sale less than two years after its release. Wow. Yep. Though, actually, the, the Xbox, have, there is a good story that, because Xbox removed the ability to upload to Twitter through the console, which is just really pissed me off, because when I'm playing a game on, a, on the Xbox, I don't want to use my phone at any point, and that's the point, is to mm-hmm. get away from my phone. So the fact they're making me go on my phone to upload a screenshot, I don't want to do. So they reversed that decision oh, now, and they're letting you upload Twitter via the Xbox itself good. now. No thanks to broadcasting. <laughs> oh, they have? They I have. Actually. They've made strides in that. They have absolutely made strides in that. You know the game bar thing that popped up, that mm. big grey bar? You can minimise that now and change the transparency. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a lot better now if the streaming to Twitch is oh, a lot better. Oh, we need to try it, because really I haven't actually... Strides. It's because I've been playing so much PlayStation lately, um, just with GT and Elden Ring, that I haven't actually uh, been on my Xbox all that much. Though I did. It's really good. It's a little bit more in depth than the PlayStation for resolution mm. because it gives you two 1080p options. You get the full 6,000 bits. I might have a free we play around on that can, at some point. Or you can get 4,000 bits for 1080p. Mm. Or you can select 720p or 480p, I think. Whereas the PlayStation is just... Well, the upper hand that the PlayStation has is 60 FPS on there, where it's still 30 on this, I think. I'm not sure. I haven't actually tried it yet, but it's a lot better now. You don't have that big, giant blue oh, bar. Because I was concerned about that because yeah, yeah, I yeah. have an OLED. But mostly because it took up all of the HUD a lot of the time. So now you can minimise it to the size of the PS... the PlayStation 5 one. That one that, little, oh, that yeah, one yeah, pops yeah. up PS5 whenever someone messages... Good. Yeah, so it's the same size as that, but you can change the transparency. 
to like lowest possible and you can barely see it mm. so i tried that oh, that's good. It's, it's really good it's much better now they've they fixed that thank god because the streaming on xbox was awful oh, it was for terrible. years and they were like so sort of really like, bad big on it for a while there was like oh streaming yeah uploading and sharing your content with people and it's like can you at least make it decent <laughs> PlayStation 5 is still king on that. Like, oh, PlayStation 5 is amazing. Sharing. Oh, it's so seamless and easy. Yeah. Uh, upload, because I, I took a lot of screenshots on PlayStation because of how easy it is to upload them and how easy it is to, like, just quickly edit a video down to 30 seconds, you know, and then upload it to Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's, they're really, 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 really good on PS5. Xbox is still a mess for that. Yeah. I'm hoping that they've... They, so, but they've fixed the streaming. I'm hoping that now that they've done streaming, they'll look at, like, that kind of stuff and fix that now. I believe they are. What's the guy's name? Jason, Jason Ronald, I think his name is. He's like the. I don't know what his position is, but he said like our main focus this year is fixing the OS oh, sharing good. stuff. So they start. They started off with the streaming, and they've successfully finished that, or successfully mm-hmm. made it better. Still needs that sixty frames. Maybe it is sixty frames. I don't know. It doesn't come up with an option like on PlayStation, where it comes up with ten eighty sixty or ten eighty thirty. It just comes up with the mm-hmm. bit rate. But it's a much much better now. It's really really good. Good 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 good. I miss their. Uh, I miss one thing. I miss on Windows ten is their mixer streaming and how easy that oh, was. Yeah. I streamed the whole of Silent Hill two and three, and that was on seamless. mixer. Right mixer. I push, yeah, I just push. I know. I just pushed Windows G, then hit stream, and it just. And the video, I remember watching back some of the archives, and the video was flawless. Especially compared to streaming Twitch through the Xbox at that point, where it was just a yeah. pixely mess. Uh, yeah, Mixer was good. Rest in peace, Mixer. You are missed. missed. You are amazing. Mostly for your low latency streaming, where. I could hear you on a mixer stream before the party chat. <laughs> yeah, it was so That's funny. How fast it was. <laughs> well, I'm just just basically just said watch the stream while you talk crap. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> well, as I don't really see any other news we touched on. No, I think we've I think we've covered all bases this week. Well done. Yeah, I wasn't. I was not expecting garbage go. pop up. Surprise curveball. Surprise suck. Surprise surprise blow. <laughs> surprise <laughs> They're the best oh, yeah. kind of surprises. Oh yes. Yeah, Carby the Forgotten Land is the biggest UK launch in this series. It history. is. It's very I can see why. It's very good. <laughs> good for he's just so cute. Oh, I, 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 I want a plushie of Kirby now, I'm not going to lie. We've got one in the shop and I want it. <laughs> I want a plushie of Kirby. Like, so give adorable. it to me. There's like a wee keyring one, I might get that. Oh yeah, uh, nice. It's not too big, it's just a wee small one. It'd be like, just to remind me of my time with Forgotten Land. Oh, actually, there, there's just two other things. Uh, very quickly. Oh, Fortnite's Fortnite. got rid of the building. They've removed yeah. the forts. Yes! The one thing I didn't like about that game was you see a person, they spot you, then suddenly there's an Empire yeah. State building in front of you. They've gotten rid of it. I'm genuinely yeah, tempted to play it. I'd probably go back and try it again. Download it on 
Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, is, what, what, why are you downloading it on the... Xbox Switch or <laughs> oh, Sugar? Mostly for uh, the paddles. Okay. I'll download it as well. Then we'll play it at some point. Yeah. I'm just so glad to get rid of it. Because I, I get so confused. I don't know how to do it. Well, first of all, I don't know how to do it. And plus, uh, even if I could do it, yeah. I wouldn't know how to do it quickly. So, uh, they've raised like a hundred million yeah, for Ukraine. Yeah, really well. Absolutely incredible. It's really... That's kind of what makes me want to play it, just to sort of maybe buy a cool skin and yeah, send some money. Yeah, that's kind of like your contribution to, to uh, the Ukraine effort. Yeah, I mean, I've already donated like yeah. five quid to a couple of charities, but uh, it'd be cool to... That's just a really... I think that was an amazing thing that they've, yeah, they've been like doing. Yeah, the amount of money they make and it's like they've just donated all of it like you know over a certain period of time and you're like wow like <laughs> yeah, I think they reached an agreement with the platform holders with Microsoft and Sony and said like don't take your 30% cut like any transaction that comes through this game is just fully for Ukraine yeah. which I think is amazing no I was so impressed I was like good on them they yeah, didn't need to really do that good guy good guy oh, epic. I thought it was re- really epic I see what you did there <laughs> what's not epic though is the GT oh, Online God. GTA Plus why it's does so this poor. exist it's so poor it shouldn't exist £6 a month so you bad. get half a million credits I, it's like I don't even know what any, of it, know any of it means either I know that 600 I know a, like for your £7 500 like half a million credits is not enough <laughs> that is that's pretty shoddy so here, here's the benefits for it you get the five hundred thousand delivered automatically to your maze bank account, which is nothing. Whatever that says, the Princip the Prince, the Principe or Principe Divesti Eight, along with a complimentary house special works upgrade for it before it is made available to purchase by the general public, plus the HSW Orange Trip and HSW CMYK glitch libraries. The other point is the auto shop located in La Mesa, which introduces an assortment of gameplay updates from the Los Santos tuners. Uh, current auto shop owners can't relocate to La Mesa for no additional cost, whatever that means. Waived LS Car Meet membership fees. Current LS Car Meet members with GTA Plus will be reimbursed 50000 during this event period. Yacht owners can upgrade the Aquarius Super Yacht at no additional cost. The Gusset Frog T and the Broker Prolapse. <laughs> the Broker Prolapse basketball top and shorts will automatically be added to your wardrobe. The Conveyor Library. For the Mammoth Avenger, HVY APC, and TM-02 Kanjali. I think I don't know how you say that. A selection of free paints and emblems for the auto shop. Three times GTA cash and RP on Howe's Special Works Race Series. And two times Car Meet Rep on the Street Race Series. Like, who forgets a fuck about any of that? I don't know what any of that means. I certainly don't. So I imagine that means something <laughs> to someone, but... I was so out of touch yeah. with GTA Online. Because I actually I actually bought uh, the GTA 5 oh, Xbox Series X version. Yeah, and it's really... I haven't played that single player since it came out. And it's a really weird feeling of being nostalgic for a game that's still yeah. being played. Like, they're still being updated. Like, it's really bizarre where I'm like, oh god, I remember these sounds, I remember this mission, I remember this area... Like, because I haven't played it in so long, like, I'm nostalgic for it, whereas, like, people are probably aren't feeling any remote, any feelings of... Nostalgia. 
remotely feeling nostalgia because they play it all the time and they're always yeah. in that world. Like I saw some videos of like what it's like now, and it's basically it's not even a GTA game anymore. GTA Online is a sci-fi game now. There's <laughs> yeah. like flying motorbikes. It's like what is this? It's so bizarre. It's I've never felt so old. <laughs> so I can't believe I'm nostalgic for a GTA game that's still being actively played by millions. And here's me going, oh, I remember this. Take me back to 2013. <laughs> I remember being twenty thirteen, <sighs> young and excited about the future. <laughs> oh, that right. that was a good time to be around for twenty thirteen. You just finished uni. We had the, yep. the whole world ahead. I know, like I was thirteen, depressed. Yeah, but the the, the PS the PS the. Series X version and the PS the PS5 version is the same, but the update is actually it's quite good. It's really nice having that at sixty frames. The game mm-hmm. feels a lot better, and it's fourteen forty p as well, and has like retraced shadows. So yeah, it looks I'm good. so tempted it to pick up. Good. Yeah, because was it eighteen pound on the Xbox? Well, that's weird because if you want GTA Online, you have to buy the G- you can't get GTA Online for free like you can on PlayStation, but there is. A separate story mode option for like eight quid on the Xbox version as well. It's just he- as well yeah. hidden. The only one that pops up is the GTA Online and GTA Five version. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. I don't know if I'll ever. I, I really want a, an upgrade version of Red Dead Redemption. Like a I'd like that as well. Of that. Red, De- Red Dead Redemption Two as well. Uh, well, it's sixty. It's four K on Series X. For the first game, but it's capped at 30 by a box compatibility and all HDR as well. And obviously, Red Dead Redemption 2 is already at 4K on the 1X, but like on 60 frames at least for both. That'd be good. Anywho, that's that. No more talk. We're ending it here. There's no more stories. You're being gobbled up by Kirby. We're in his moist pink belly. Mouth now. <laughs> belly. You've been gobbled up. Ooh. He's taken over. That's just the and end. That's the end. You will never hear from us again because we're inside Kirby's belly. That it feels nice. Cozy. Good. I'm going to go for a nap, I think. Safe. A nice, warm, yep. moist nap. Inside Kirby's belly. Mm. Delicious. Lovely. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far. Yes, if you have. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, me too. Bye-bye.